1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. That's right. Keith and I are officially back in this saddle. We had we were off yesterday. Ron Gutterman filled in with a video for us on uh, on Bradley Beal, which we'll talk about that a little bit today. But Ron filled in very nicely. Thank you all viewers for being kind to him. Um, Let's get into well, I guess, Keith, let's start here. Uh, The piece you wrote on the Celtics, even as a Lakers fan. That was a a fantastic piece. Great, great work there. Like I even, obviously I'm not somebody who's going to support the Celtics or anything like that, but I felt (laughs) that I felt the passion when I was reading that you did a phenomenal job, man.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was uh, one of those where you start thinking of an Mm -hmm. idea and then you, I know you've had this, and then if the game doesn't go a certain way, you're like, oh crap, <laughs> yeah, you know. And there was a point where it looked like that may not be the way. I mean, they played without Jalen Brown, and then Aaron Neesmith, poor guy, finally gets his opportunity in five minutes into the game. He sprains his ankle and he's out for the rest of the game too. So, uh, but they they dug in and they 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 played really well. And uh, yeah, if anybody's interested, you can check it out over at Celtics blog. It's uh, it the title is a team Boston can be proud of, um, and that's that was it, it came out of a quote. Well, from brad stevens in the off season uh right before training camp started where he basically said you know i want to build a team boston can be proud of i want to build a team that's good uh, plays with a great edge has plays with grit and toughness and it's you know I, i think think uh no matter what happens win or lose the rest of the way he's he's succeeded in that goal and i think celtics fans are having a lot of fun with this group so yeah i'm
1: happy i'm 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 glad you enjoyed it thank you what a turnaround too on the season for the the celtics i mean things were there was a point where both of our teams were in kind of the same predicament where things were not looking good fans were upset uh the celtics i mean they they have taken off my team chose a different path (laughs) they chose a, a very very different path oh man but (laughs) <laughs> Sorry.
2: it's just funny the way you phrased it chose a different they,
1: path <laughs> they were like well
2: we could work really hard and be good or we could just mail it in and not yes, be good. That's, they,
1: that's yeah. I
2: was say just, you know, behind the scenes here, I saw Trevor watching their game uh, last night, recording this Friday uh, afternoon. We're watching their game on Thursday against the Clippers. There was a point where I was watching. I was like, Stanley Johnson's the only guy who literally cares out here. None of these other, these other guys are all kind of going through the motions. And shortly after I had that thought, I think, if, if I remember, uh, Russell Westbrook had a you know huge driving dunk mm-hmm. and he's screaming and yelling and and I looked up from what I was doing, and I'm like, oh, but you're down with 28 <laughs> yeah. points, and it was like, okay, I mean, sure, you know, flex on everybody, yell at them, and tell them all about it, but you know, that's a if if anything, a scoreboard moment there, and uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm happy for Reggie Jackson, BC guy, mm-hmm. I always root for Reggie Jackson, so happy to see him, him have a good, good well, it,
1: night. Since we're on this topic, let's just check off these these stories here while we're while we're sure. at it. Uh, Frank Vogel was asked last night about bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench and he gave his standard didn't say he was going to do it but did say that they've discussed everything the the coaching staff it really has felt like I mean the Lakers have had it's either 30 or 31 at this point different starting lineups so far this season the coaches are just throwing everything at the wall trying to see what sticks and apparently benching Russell Westbrook which I mean bringing him off the bench which has been something Lakers fans have been saying for a while now it's legitimately something that's been discussed. I don't know that they actually do it, but it's something that they're considering.
2: Yeah, Mike, I mean, I guess you could because, it, it, I mean, all signs are pointing to this is done mm-hmm. after this yeah. year anyway. He's not going to be on this team one way or another. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could very easily say, you know, go come off the bench because if we lose you. Differences it make right mm-hmm. i don't you know I, I i can't even imagine what level of you know homer fan you would have to be to think like nah they're gonna be fine they're gonna get ad and oh, they're no. gonna make a run like i just can't imagine you know even going there i just you know think about it right they're gonna have to play someone out of phoenix golden mm-hmm. state and memphis if they get into that first round maybe utah right if utah can really you know put it together here I just, I can't imagine them beating any of those teams. Just, you know, that's even with AD and, you know, just given the problem. So, yeah, why not bring Westbrook off the bench? Or The problem is, what are you turning to? Like What well, what are you going to do instead that is, it's not like there's a young kid that it's like, ah, I'll just give all his mm-hmm. minutes to, you know, this point guard who's sitting on the bench that could use him. I mean, kind of only got two developmental prospects on the whole roster and they're already playing a good amount.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd probably be running a bit more through Malik Monk um, sure. letting him just kind of go and then Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson; those guys will be in there. But, yeah. but again, you're, you're just, at this point, they're just trying anything to see if something yeah. will, you know, wake these guys up and get them c- at least, you know, being competitive or, or going out there to compete. But um, yeah. as far as, as that whole situation goes, I think we'll, we will see a divorce here in the offseason. They they will part ways between Russell Westbrook and the Lakers on the flip side, Reggie Jackson after the game. And he felt great. He had, not a surprise. He had a season high against the Lakers, which we've said many times before about many other players. Um, but he said we have the best coach in the league. Uh, I think Ty Lue has very clear. I mean, look, Ty Lue is now seven and zero against the Lakers. He's gotten. They have become a greater than the sum of our parts team. Sure. And and that's yeah. again part of that is certainly credit to the players themselves. But you got to give credit to the coaching staff as well. Now it may be hyperbole to say we have the best coach in the league but I think Ty Lue deserves plenty of credit for what the Clippers have done based on what they've had injury wise, what they've had to deal with.
2: Yeah. Big time. I I think you take away a team's best player in Kawhi Leonard all season. That's already right. You're going to knock them down some level of wins. Then you take away their second best player for a lot of the season and Paul George, you're going to knock them down even more. And, and, I'm not trying to say the Clippers are great or anything like that, but they're winning games. Took them a little while, I think to find the right lineup combinations, figure things out. Uh, We both really liked the Norman Powell edition that lasted what a Uh week. Then he got hurt and he's out now. Covington has done well. Yeah. Covington has done well. Yeah. And then, yo, but I think getting Marcus Morris back, getting Nick Batum back, just getting some of those veteran guys back. And then I think full on saying, all right, Hey, the Eric Bledsoe thing did not work didn't go the way we thought maybe it would you know we're just going to give it to reggie jackson and play through him for as long as we need to while these guys are out it's really turned turned things around quite a Mm -hmm. bit and that's uh you know one of the more fun stories is the fact that you know that they're winning games and uh you know playing playing pretty good yeah they're going to be a play in team but there was a point where i think we were talking does this team even make the play-in like where is this going to go and they're clearly very you much going to be in
1: the, in the plans? And, and They're, they're a team. Like, let's say you're the Phoenix Suns. Let's say you're the Golden State Warriors. Are you worried if you draw the Clippers in round one? No, but they're going to be a pain. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be, well, yeah. Okay. Unless, unless, unless they <laughs> yeah. get healthy, yeah. unless they get out, if they yeah. get healthy, sure. then you're yeah. going, right. Yeah. But yeah. as yeah. even as is, they are not going to make life easy on you. They're going to be a pain yeah. in the butt to put away and that's, I, I think that's going to make for an exciting playoff series. Whoever, you now, again, I wouldn't expect if unless the Clippers are healthy, healthy, I wouldn't expect them to advance. But still, that's a that's a credit to the coaching staff and everything that you can be down two of the top players in the NBA and still be that kind of team where a top contender's looking at them going, "Oh man, okay, we got to bring it tonight, otherwise they're going to beat us."
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly. You got to work mm-hmm. against them. So yeah, you know, definitely, uh, you know. Man, I, I'm getting, I'm getting so excited. You know, we're a little over a month mm-hmm. out from from the playoffs. You know, we're only a little over a month left in the season here, about five weeks, and like it's, you know, it, these playoffs are going to be so good. Oh,
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. I part of it is I can't wait because then that means the Lakers will be will be done. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about this team anymore. Um, Man. But that's the world that we're living in right what now what
2: is it the kids say you are a uh, down bad yeah huh?
1: it's it's <laughs> like, definitely been, been it's say. been it's become more my post my live shows have become more group therapy sessions than anything else we've been talking quite a bit about <laughs> mental health and stepping away and that that type of that's that's where we're at right now in the season we're counting down the, the well, we, we,
2: what we need to do is get somebody to monetize a thing where they do well, what is it on YouTube super yeah. chats, but the super chat fills a beer from a tap attached to your computer. <laughs> like, man, we'll be you know we'll retire at the end of the month, it, you know, uh, off that if we can figure it I, out. I
1: would not be able to functionally make it through a show if that was the case though either. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say
2: you have to be drinking i meant your view oh i mean why well, not right misery does love company yeah
1: that's I, that, the way i envisioned it was i get to okay well whatever <laughs>
2: well, that's a whole different story that's what i'm pinch hitting yeah. on the show for you midway through as you uh it's, you know stumble to the back corner remember, from, uh,
1: uh harry doyle major <laughs> league you take you take over money <laughs> <Yeah? Bonnie>.
2: yep <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening anyway.
1: We are we're off the rails, Keith. We're off the rails. All right, yeah, Bradley <laughs> Beal. Bradley Beal is likely to stay with the Wizards. In fact, he said that it's fair to say that he is likely to stay with Washington. Uh, makes makes sense. Uh, we've been saying all along that he's uh, he's bought into what they're doing, and I think he's just him not. Him opting out is just to to get a bigger contract financially. It makes all the sense in the world to opt out, mm-hmm. get a bigger contract here and then, and then move forward from there. We've seen guys, though, do this, get a big new contract and then say, hey, trade me. If it goes that route, I think sure. that, then this becomes an even bigger topic whenever the next CBA negotiation comes up, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But I don't know if that's the path we're going to go down with Bradley Beal. I think he legitimately wants to win in Washington. This isn't going to be a pay me now and then I'll figure out my destination later type of, of situation.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I think Bradley Beal, he has been very clear. He and his family enjoy living in Washington. Um, he, His his wife, who is fairly vocal on social media and the like, has made that clear at times. You know, She doesn't want to go anywhere. And then he very much, I think, believes kind of like damian lillard of this is my team like i'm the guy who's stuck it out and i want to push things through i want to be the one to help us win so yeah i i my guess is he's going to take the same approach as damian lillard i'm going to sign the contract under good faith of i'll be here and then if we're two years in no one will really fault me if I say hey, it's it's time to you know go somewhere else. And then you know, and that's almost like we've talked about a lot. That's almost in a sense can end up really good for the team because then you get a whole bunch of you know, yeah, draft picks, young players, whatever the combinations are, and you you can really start to rebuild around it. But yeah, my guess is he's probably excited, as was you know, Dallas to mm-hmm. have Chris Hapspor eventually, and some of the other guys that they have, and there's a path there where you can look at it and say, yeah, I can see this team getting back to the playoffs next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, they
1: had so much su- success at the beginning of the season. There has to be this desire, maybe frustration, that they haven't been able to recapture that. But you know at least that's there. You know yeah. you've got that sitting there as your yep. ceiling, And so you've got that now as the, the bar has been set of, okay, these are the heights we need to reach next season.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I do think I and mean, we'll obviously cover this in depth when we get into what they need
1: this off season. We
2: do the things sorry, the, the puppies have decided <laughs> to wrestle in playtime. Um <laughs> that's that's basically what's happening just off camera over here to my uh, right hand side. Um they, they gotta get a get a point guard. There's somebody who can get their offense set, can get them moving in the right direction. Not the greatest summer for that, but you know, there's always trades, you know, looking at some other teams. So let's see where that Speaking goes. Speaking
1: of new deals, Nikola Jokic, rumor is that he's going to sign a max extension with the Denver Nuggets. Not a surprise. I mean, if Jokic says, yeah. Hey, I'll sign a max extension, if you're the Denver Nuggets, you say, Here's a pen. Here, here you go. Here's,
2: yeah, exactly. Hold yes. on. Let us print that yeah, for that's, you. Thank that's
1: you. a no brainer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean I look at mm-hmm. him a lot like Giannis too. Um I, I always say this about, about the, the a lot of these players too. We forget we we often like to talk about players mm-hmm. going home to play. Um for these guys like Giannis, like Milwaukee is home in the United States. Like it's the only home he's ever known. So for him to leave, that's leaving his home here in the US. And same thing with Jokic, like Denver's the only place he's known, you know, here in the US. So for him him to to leave and and of course the nuggets are going to do everything they can to keep him i mean he's he's great and you know you can see Jokic like being good for like another five six seven years at least at this level because none of his game is predicated at all on athleticism it's all just you know strength and skill for him and you know it's 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 awesome to watch so yeah i'm uh you know no no shock there and you know that team's just their whole thing is at some point, there's going to be a breaking point of how expensive it yeah. can be, and they're 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 gonna be pretty pricey. And this
1: next this season. goes back to a discussion that we had, I believe it was a few weeks ago, um, the concept that perhaps foreign-born players are less likely to want to leave their original teams because they didn't grow up playing AAU ball with a lot of these other guys. So that draw of mm-hmm. oh yeah, I've got this friend of mine since we were 12 years old. Let me go over and join a team with him. Maybe that, and again, this is if we're talking Giannis and Jokic, two guys. That's a that's a small sample size, of course. So it's something that would require a much bigger study to draw any kind of conclusion for. But just interesting when we talk about Giannis and Jokic both being guys that decide to stay in their home market. Maybe there is something to that concept.
2: Yeah, and to. Considered mm-hmm. to be smaller markets too, right? Like not the
1: the big glamour markets as well. So yeah, no, and I,
2: and I think it's good for the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep these guys. Working uh, Malcolm that.
1: Brogdon would like to play for the Polish national team. That one caught me by surprise. I didn't I didn't realize that there was a, a connection to to Poland with uh, with Malcolm Brogdon, who I still think when he's healthy, he is an underrated player in this league. People don't don't realize how good he really is.
2: Yeah, and this is something we've seen over the years. Some of these guys who are um they're they're probably never gonna make team USA. So if they want that national team experience, if they wanna get into the Olympics or the World Cup, they'll you know, sometimes find a connections or to play for a team, you know, on the international level. And, and I think that's, you know, kinda, I think that's kind of cool, you know, cause I'm all about like, let's watch these major, you know, tournaments huh. with national teams. I want to see guys. I know, you know, I want to see guys out there that, you know, are doing stuff and make the games really competitive. And, and I, I think it's, you know, I think it's really good. And as long as it's not one of those things where he's bumping somebody who really should be there that, you know, grew up dreaming of playing for the Polish national team. Um, you know, there, there's no issue for that at all. And they're, they're a, one that's a nation that's mm-hmm. coming along. They're starting to, you know, uh, do do some stuff. They've got a, uh, uh, I think you say Jeremy Sochan. Uh, he plays for the Baylor bears. Um, he became their youngest player ever um, at a, I believe is a world cup qualifier. He had a pretty big game for them. So, you know, we, you know, we see how much those things mean to, to these guys. So, you know, yeah, good for Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon. If I, I was the hey, I might be a little bit like man, through an NBA season without getting hurt. Like, why are we gonna add a you know whole you know extra month worth of work on you? But you know, that's something you you sort out when you get to it.
1: Keith, I don't know what to say here, man. I, I had a conversation the other day with with Ron Gutterman and we were talking and we were talking about you know deep dives into NBA players, especially like deep on rosters and stuff like that. <laughs> And I said, yeah, you know, Keith and I joke all the time. I'm like, I know pretty much every guy that's on an that's on an NBA roster. There's a few guys, maybe at the end of a bench, where okay, I didn't catch that guy play a mu- play, play much. Or that guy's, you know, name might be unfamiliar. I said, but Keith will pull like G League names on me, and he could be completely <laughs> making them up, and I would have I would have no idea. He's just pulling uh, a creative character or something from 2K, and I, I have no idea because it's a G-League guy, now you're going into the Polish national team and pulling players (laughs) off of their... I, I don't even know what to say.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: <laughs> i mean i only really know it because he was mentioned in the article plus i've i've been trying to watch college when i can and he does play you know a decent amount for baylor so i i you know, was able to to learn a little bit more about him through that but no it's a, I mean yeah this is you know if anybody knows where my head is at or was questioning it the the polish <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, the the NBA denies uh, a report that they are looking at expanding. Now, I'm trying to maybe you can shed some light on this. I'm trying to wrap my head around this in terms of denying a report of, of expanding. Wouldn't it be better just to give kind of a no answer than denying it? Because it, But from the owner's perspective, it feels like expansion. And we've talked about how from a talent perspective, it makes sense, too. We feel like the NBA is there to look at a place like Las Vegas, a place like Seattle, of course, Seattle probably being in the, the prime position. Why, why would the NBA deny that they're, that they're looking at this?
2: Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's probably, my guests are just a, the, Hey, there's nothing going on okay. today. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, let's not get people in Seattle super excited and then they're. Sure. back yelling you know at the nba of like hey why have you not announced the team yet? why have you not announced the sonics are back or anything like that and I, and I think it's more of this is probably a big chunk of it is the nba wants to control their own message right that they always do especially with something uh-huh. this big and and i i think we're all understanding seattle yes will be a team the second team though i think they're gonna really put this uh-huh. to to bidding and see, a lot of people think it'll be Las Vegas. I personally don't have a ton of you know stake in this. I I kind of want it to be two West Coast teams, just because I think that would rebalance mm-hmm. the league a little bit better as far as TV Move windows like Memphis kind of or Minnesota or um, something
1: like that. East, yeah,
2: yeah, probably Memphis or or really use this opportunity to really kind of rethink that whole mm-hmm. process of the way we do um, divisions and conferences and you know all that. But yeah, I do think that there is. I do think it's coming. Um, you know, in the the Seattle mayor basically said he, he came out um, in that same report, uh, which came out of Seattle, um, where it was the NBA said, no, there's no truth to that. The mayor basically said, yeah, we're, you know, talking all the time. And I, you know, I talk about the people, you know, about it all the time. And basically, I feel really good about our opportunities. So, you know, I think it's, it's just yeah. going to be a matter of time. There's just too much money to be made to, to not do it for everybody.
1: And that makes sense. As far as controlling the messaging, it's, it's Tom Brady's retiring. Yeah. Oh no, wait. Tom Brady says he's not yeah. retired. He hasn't yeah. announced no. anything yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, now he's reti- retiring, right? It's <laughs> they want to be the ones to say it. Yep. Makes sense.
2: Yeah. I always think yes, that right? mm-hmm. Chris Haynes reports it in the morning, 4th of July. And then, comes out yep. nope no decisions been made yet and then you know hours later that day there's a you know players tribune yeah. piece that's you know after we all sat there refresh gordon hayward's own you know broken <laughs> geo city's website ourselves for you know hours on end uh you know looked like a seventh grade class made it in 1998 but yeah it was a uh, you know it's you know that's what i was thinking about mm-hmm. people want to the control NBA their message
1: ruined so many fourth of july's first, but but <laughs>
2: right and we're back that's too, right like it's gonna we're back on that that schedule <laughs> this year thankfully it's a bad maybe free then. agent class yeah. so maybe <laughs>
1: i was wondering like did when word broke did gordon Hay- hayward just go oh crap i gotta write that and just sit down and, and, and write really fast and right? get that thing i don't know i wonder what stage that was at when <laughs> like, word broke
2: yeah you know, like, like like your former students cramming their paper for yeah. you uh, last
1: minute <laughs> yeah and, and i know you can tell oh so. i absolutely <laughs> could tell could always tell like, I'm not saying deal. that's what Gordon Hayward did. <laughs> you wrote beautifully, Gordon. Um, yep. DeAndre Jordan heading to the 76. Now I actually cleared waivers and we talked about this the other day about him maybe getting yep. claimed off of waivers and maybe that would make sense. You know, obviously it would have helped from the Lakers from a fi- financial perspective. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen that way, but he is indeed going to wind up with the 76ers, which is no surprise to anybody. We've already discussed why that Kind of makes sense, but also not something you should be super excited about if you're Philadelphia. But, um, but still, it, it's going to happen. He'll be a, a Philadelphia 76er.
2: Yeah, and they'll release mm-hmm. Willie Colley stein early from his 10-day contract to to create that roster. Space. All
1: right. Uh, unfortunate news out of Brooklyn: Joe Harris will be out for the season. We heard a you know rumbling yeah. of this. What was it about a week or so ago that he might need another procedure? Now we get the the confirmation that he will indeed miss the remainder of the season. That is a blow for the Nets. Uh, obviously, they dealt with a number of injuries this year. Still plenty of top-end firepower there. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- this is one of the best floor spacers in the NBA. One of the best shooters in the league. And so missing him, is it's going to hurt.
2: Yeah, and this is just more missed opportunity for whatever Ben mm-hmm. Simmons plays to... Figure out what your combinations are moving forward because presumably Joe Harris will be part of that. Now, maybe. Joe Harris is a guy who maybe his contract becomes one that's packaged with another one to go get you something else you think you need, but yeah, it's just, you know, you want it. You, we say it all the time. You want as much shooting on your roster as you can get going into the postseason. And now you're going to be down, you know, a little bit. Now they have Seth Curry, they have Patty Mills. They've got, you know, their guys, but it's, you know, just, it's a little bit of a bummer. And I, I, I really like Joe Harris too, because I always think about with Joe Harris, he was a guy who looked like he was going to be out Mm -hmm. of the league. You know, he was salary dumped by the Cavs to the Magic. Then the Magic just straight were like, yeah, we don't even want this guy. Never even, you know, really reported here. And then he was what he was part of. I, I call it the diamond mining process that Sean Marks went through. When Sean Marks took over the Nets front office, I always loved his approach of, I'm not going to talk about the draft picks we don't have because we don't have them. It's sunk cost. There's no point in spending time on that. We have to build this up, and he really took that approach of we they cycled through player after player on 10 days and short-term deals and all this stuff, and that's how they found Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris both, two guys that would have been cast off. So, you know, I'm hoping, you know, get his ankle right, get him back out there, and,
1: you know, let's see how yeah. it goes. Um, positive injury news. Victor Oladipo will be back on on Monday, yeah. the Miami Heat. So good to see him back in action. I don't I don't know like how much of a boost he provides here. We'll see what he can do health wise. What yeah. you know, he's a I believe it was a two time All Star. So we'll see what um, yeah. what he can provide. But just good to see him getting back and healthy and and back out on the floor.
2: Yeah, just gives them another mm-hmm. guy, right? Another depth guy, another guy who can, you know, kind of play a combo guard role for them, maybe off their bench along with Tyler Hero, if 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 needed. I mean, Miami just keeps, you know, they just keep plugging along. You know, I mean, last night they played with, you know, goofy lineup, Bam yeah. Adebayo starting with Omer, Yurt seven, and no Lowry, no Butler, and they they still won. You know, I mean, they're you know just really, really good team. They Miami.
1: they still won despite Kevin Durant going nuts and and Tyler Hero yeah. went for twenty seven. I mean, he, and he had a phenomenal night. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that just they find ways to get it done. So there they are, still sitting at the top of the East.
2: Speaking of that man, KD man, that guy just like rolls out of bed and drops forty. <laughs> like, right, you know, like, like, like first game nothing. back
1: from injury, like, nah, just... no big deal.
2: Yeah, yeah, he he's yeah. unreal. I'm unbelievable. We
1: are, you know, it's it's funny. Sometimes we get into we see see so many fans who get into this player versus this player, and this player is so much better because this guy sucks and and just tearing players down. We even see this from former players who just want to like take shots Mm -hmm. at the current crop. Sometimes you just gotta step back and you gotta say, There is so much talent in this league. It's so amazing. So good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's a this is as
1: deep as the league's ever been It's incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah, uh yep.
1: rumor coming out that the Mavs uh, were looking at a deal with the Raptors for Kristaps Porzingis. Of course, we know they ultimately traded him to the Washington Wizards and got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in the trade. Dinwiddie has done some things uh, for them, as well as Davis Bertons. But they were looking at a deal with the Raptors that would have sent Porzingis to Toronto in exchange for Goran Dragic, who obviously went to the Spurs in a different trade, and Gary Trent Jr. So... What are your thoughts on, on that? Are you, are you surprised that that didn't get done?
2: Um, no, I don't think the Raptors would want to go that way. I, I I think if it was, we can get rid of Dragic plus guys who Porzingis is, is Mm -hmm. clearly an upgrade over Precious Achua, Chris Boucher, Ken Birch, guys like that. I think then that would have made sense, but moving Gary Trent doesn't make sense. He's a big part of the way they've built that, that team out, um, where, you know, they're their whole thing is we're gonna put you know anywhere from three to five really good tough defenders on the floor at all times. They make it really hard for you to score against us with long, quick, athletic, strong guys. And I mean, Porzingis is long, but that's about it. That's about the only thing he mm-hmm. connects with there now. Yeah, maybe his offensive upgrade would have been big enough. He clearly would have been better than any big on the roster that isn't, sure. you know, Siakam and an Obi Barnes. You know, kind of playing as bigs. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not surprised. That's that's. I think if uh, Masai's going to make that trade in that chip, it's going to be for you know, a bigger move. I think he's looking for, you know, not a, you know, literally bigger because it's hard to get bigger, but,
1: but, you know, and, in and more of a impact. known quantity because of the availability issue with Porzingis. Yes. If you're, if you're going to cash that check, you you're going to you're gonna get somebody that, you know, yeah. this, this is a guy that's going to be the guy for us or one of the top guys for us for the foreseeable future. And you can't yes. say that with Porzingis. Uh, yep. Your Celtics. So, Sas castillo Stouskis? nick rocks Stouskis? man nick nick nick, nick rocks, nick rocks God, that, dude. oh sacramento <laughs> uh if you don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> just go search it on youtube sacramento's draft from that year out I, I don't remember exactly the year it was like what 2010 or something uh, something like yeah, that they something man. yeah they they all yelled Nick's Nick rocks on speakerphone to Nick's, Nick Stauskas. Yes, it Very was awkward. Anyway, <laughs> um, as the kids would say, it was cringy. Um, Nick Stauskas gets a two year deal yes. with the Celtics. Now I I haven't looked it up because I know you would know this. Is the is the second year non guaranteed? What does that look like?
2: It's gonna have some non guaranteed money in it. So probably likely my guess is it'll be non-guaranteed with a partial guarantee with a trigger date, probably, you know, sometime mid-summer, or early summer, and then they'll go from there. It'll probably look a lot like the deal, two-year deal Jabari Parker signed uh, a year ago. That's pretty common at this time of year. It's, it's a way to, hey, we're going to give you what we can the rest of this year. Then we're going to tack a little bit on guarantee next year, but not so much that it becomes, you know, Ah uh, man, now we gotta keep you right. because that number's too big. All so
1: right. I mean, yeah. bringing a shooter. I mean, he had what like a like a hundred points in the G League yeah. in two games. So
2: yeah, <laughs> hundred exactly. Yeah, fifty-seven and fifty forty fifty-seven wow. and forty-three in back-to-back G League games. And in the Celtics, I mean, they hmm. they need more shooting. Um, they can, they they signed Sam Hauser from a two-way, moved him over. They they picked up Matt Ryan, uh, not that one, <laughs> a different one. Um, a basketball one um, On a two-way his, He's a you know forward with some range And now they added a guard with a little bit of range And it might not be a stretch to see Stauskas play sooner rather than later Because because I said it earlier Jalen Brown's out with a sprained ankle mm-hmm. Maybe return over the weekend But Aaron Neesmith may be out for a little bit And they're starting to get a little thin on the wing Grant Williams uh, played most of the game uh, At the mm-hmm. three For the Celtics um, And he's generally more of a 4-5 In, in the lineup so that's uh you know that, that's where it was at against memphis you get away with that because memphis tends to go a little bit bigger but it's uh you know that's um that that's tricky you, you don't want to be in that position for too long so yeah i, I think this is a good yeah. you know no risk you know look at look at a player and if for you're going to
1: take a shot on something why not shooting? You know, just in general, just in general. Yeah, across the NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew Eubanks, who's been starting for the Portland Trailblazers, gets a second 10 day deal with them. Obviously, he's been in the starting lineup. So not a surprise that they do sign him to another 10 mm-hmm. day.
2: Yeah, homecoming, uh, went to high school in Oregon, played at Oregon State, uh, playing there. My guess is he'll he'll probably eventually sign mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Uh, with the Blazers because I don't think we're going to see Yusuf Nurkic back this season unless mm-hmm. they're really kind of hanging around that that uh, playing spot. Then,
1: I mean, Lastly, James Wiseman is unlikely to be part of the Golden State Warriors rotation. Both you and I had said that maybe he could give them a little bit of a boost there. So that's a little bit surprising. Their guy here, that we, we thought they might be able to even cash in on him and move him in a trade this offseason. And now he's back and not really going to be part of the rotation right now. Yeah,
2: this was a report out of out of ESPN by Kendra Andrews, um, who's their Warriors beat writer. And she she talked about that. Wiseman is, um, you know, uh, she talked to a coach and that coach said it's unlikely. I do wonder, maybe that's, let's keep a little bit of Could pressure be. off this kid. Yeah. Yo, let's not, yo, yo, let's keep these expectations extremely low and go. And maybe he shows up and he does look pretty good in whatever minutes they give him and, and go. Because I just, I believe if he can't give you 10 to 15 minutes, like just of okay basketball, boy, you're, you're that's your one yeah. super high draft pick that right. you had and you blew it. Like, you, you, you know, you got to get there with this guy. And I, I'm a big believer in his talent. I, I think he can play. I, I really think, you know, he'll figure it out. Maybe it's not with the Warriors. Maybe it's just too too much pressure for a kid to break into that rotation. But but I do think that there's a chance he'll, uh, you know, he'll figure it well, out. Unfortunately, the
1: Warriors still have plenty of firepower even without him. But they could certainly use, I think, another big. And so maybe at some point before uh, the playoffs roll around, he plays his way into you know, 10 minutes a night, 15, minutes, something like that.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of where, where I'm, I'm at. Like I, yeah, I think there's a, a chance that's where this gets to, and they're just going to do everything they can to kind of keep, uh, you know, let's no, no pressure, right. When you get back, you just do your thing and we're, we're not looking for anything. You'll be on that. So let's right. see where it goes.
1: I think that's it for us today. Everything that I've got on my list here to cover Keith, we're going to, that's it. I'm going to head off either. into a weekend. I'm going to watch some MLS soccer this weekend and check some of that nice. out for sure. And I've got my daughter's very first ever soccer game tomorrow. I'll be coaching from the sidelines. Love I it. am hoping I'm going to try to be on my best behavior and not get thrown out of the game. I'm going to be protesting calls. That's for no sure. With four and five year olds on the field. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I love it, man. This is going to be great. This is still, those are my favorite years from, from our, our daughter playing. I mean, I love watching her still today, but, uh, but yeah, those years were just so fun. Um, you know, so yeah, enjoy every second of it. It's a, I, such a
1: I special I am going time. to enjoy watching some, some bumblebee ball. It's just a swarm around the ball that moves around the field. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I love All that. right, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office, YouTube channel, turn on those notifications and give us that five-star review over on Apple podcasts it really does